Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here on the MLW Rewind. If you're watching us for the first time in YouTube land, hello. If you're watching us as a returning guest, hello. If you're listening to us on all available podcast platforms when we drop the episode, hello. And if you're listening to us exclusively on the SNME Network, that's the Sunday Night Main Event, welcome. I am George McKay. I said that earlier, but I'm going to say it again. And this is the one, the only, Uncle Bobby B. Yeah, that's me. It's happening. What's happening is that this is the final fusion before MLW's first pay-per-view. That's right. Never Say Never takes place this Saturday, July 8th, 8 p.m. on Fight Plus. It's real simple and easy. $7.99. Not for the pay-per-view, for the entire month's subscription. So if you go ahead and purchase that, you get access to the pay-per-view, which has a great match card, which we'll run down later on. We're also going to be doing a post-review um, of the pay-per-view. We're not going to do a prediction show. We're just going to enjoy it, but we're going to do a post-review of the... Uh, a debrief. A post-show debrief. Yeah, a debrief. Like we're going to rewind back the pay-per-view, which is what we do here on the MLW Rewind. We rewind it back. And tonight's final fusion before the first epic MLW pay-per-view was a doozy. Right off the bat, we get MSL. That's Mr. St. Laurent. He's coming out with Microman. They're coming out to celebrate Microman Day. That's right. Today is Microman Day, and they want to teach all the fans the very simple Microman song, which is just simply, here he comes, Microman, here he comes, Microman. It's very simple, but some fans seem to skip out on the words. He executed that better than I expected you Thank to. you. I can, you know, occasionally hold the odd tune, especially when it's really only two sentences, to be completely honest with you. And uh, they're also greeted by a surprise guest. Davey Boy Smith Jr. is coming out. And we thought it was a little strange. We thought maybe he's coming out to celebrate Michael Mann. Go ahead and shakes his hand. Looks down at Michael Mann, shakes his hand, says, hey, how you doing? Then kicks him right in the face. Boom. Yeah, proceeds Boom to to... He punted Michael Mann pretty damn good to the point where he starts laughing hysterically and then he carries Michael Mann around the ring. He's going to do a power slam. He does. And at that point, St. Laurent says, no, no, I love you. And that's right. We get the infamous heel turn that we've been waiting on. St. Laurent has turned his back on Microman. Microman has outlived his usefulness and his dollar earning ability in St. Laurent's eyes. And he tells Davy Boy Smith, quote unquote, throw this piece of trash outside of the ring. And at that point, some of the MLW staff try to stop it, but it's too late. And Microman is literally tossed like a garbage bag over the side of the ring as Davy Boy and St. Laurent have now developed a partnership of undoing. He will pretty much be the Heyman to Davy Boy Smith's Brock Lesnar because Davy Boy Smith is a great wrestler, but he cannot talk. St. Laurent can talk, but clearly cannot wrestle. So it's the best of both worlds. And what are your thoughts on the infamous turn that we knew was going to happen? The seeds have been planted for a few weeks and it's finally here. What did you think of the end result? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. What, you know, Mr. Saint Laurent, Monsieur Saint Laurent, is now uh, being seen more on cameras, more of a personality. I, I think that's a good good idea. Uh, it, not just in terms of talking for Davy Boy, but it's just an additional angle. It's an additional out. Uh, you know, changes up. You can do finishes now with that man outside. So it's interesting. I want to see where they're going with this, if this is going to be some sort of faction development, or we'll get to that a little bit later on. But it just felt, felt bad for Microman. Like, Davy Boy just, just battered the shit out of him for a couple minutes there, and then main event took the brunt of that uh, that catch on the outside. But it's good. More so Jay Lyon than yeah. Titus. Jay Lyon pretty much got all of Microman from about 12 feet up. I'm curious to see where this goes and how this further develops and what this means for the future of Microman. 
well, what this means for the future landscape of MLW. I mean, after Never Say Never, the landscape is going to be changed. We could see title changes. We could see a lot of different things. And there's a lot of factions right now that are brewing. So having Microman booted out and St. Laurent possibly starting or adding to an already existing faction is intriguing. And like you said, he uh, definitely being on camera adds another layer to a story. And I'm okay if Davy Boy and Microman kind of battle back and forth a little bit. I think that, you know, it could be entertaining and Davy Boy could definitely keep Microman uh, safe in the ring. That's for sure with his in-ring ability. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a couple of matches to run through the card tonight. Our main event is obviously the tag team title fight. SST and SGC. That is a mouthful. It takes forever to say it. That's why I go slow. But uh, that's the main event tonight. And we could possibly see implications for Never Say Never because we could see new tag team champs to face the calling at Never Say Never in the fans bring the weapons match. As well as we're going to get the Boomaye Fight Club Expose Part 2. We're going to get a list of more suspects because all of last week's suspects were a big zero. No, non-factual. As uh, Joe Dombrowski loves to get our hopes up, then crashes them down with these exposés. But they are fantastically done. Uh, first match of the card tonight, though, is a middleweight title fight. That's right. Lindsay Dorado is going to try to reclaim his middleweight title from Akira, the death fighter. Uh, this match was great. And the one highlight for me, other than the fact that these two can go, was a very smooth mask removal from Akira. Almost to the point where he sold it so well that he didn't realize that he had done it. But what was even cooler about that is Lindsay was protecting his face from the camera Still managed to get a few moves in on Akira, really not having his arms to play, using all of his leg strength and his agility to really get those moves. Kind of an inverted Hurricane Rana, if you will, uh, where he used pretty much his knees to leverage Akira into the mat was pretty damn cool. Uh, but Akira does hit the death penalty for the win and does retain. What do you think about this match? What do you think about Lindsay? I mean, showing off that skill. That was, I mean, he's got skills. I shouldn't say showing off the skill. He's always had it. But that, I mean, the fact that literally have your arms not in use and be able to pull off some of the maneuvers, like he he held off Akira for an additional two minutes after the mask was removed. So what did uh, you think? Absolute banger of a match. These two guys beat the hell out of each other for a while. It was really enjoyable. Um, <clears throat> like you said, that the ability of Linsa Dorado to keep working, uh, to keep battling in this match without the mask, with his hands up over his face, some really... Uh, creative and unique kind of spots they had to do there with that and uh not something i've really seen before i'm sure it's happened but it was it was enjoyable to watch really really good match uh akira showing why he is the middleweight champion mm -hmm. absolutely and the calling with that first taste of gold we'll get later on the show they definitely want more they want to add more belts to that collection for sure uh we also know that hammerstone and alex kane are gonna have a press conference at some point in the show kind of the final meeting between these two before they square off on Saturday. And currently right now, Hammer is MIA. The press is waiting and waiting and waiting, and Hammer is nowhere to be found. He is in Philly, but he is not at the press conference. So we'll get more to that later on the show. Now it's time for Expo Today Part 2. Who is financing Bumaye Fight Club? Well, we've got a list of suspects. These suspects are Conrad Thompson, Jim Cornette, Queen Latifah, Longtime wrestling fan, believe it or not, it's true. Google it. It's factual. Dixie Carter. That's right, the former head of TNA. And is it any of them? No, it is not any of them. But we will finally hear from Alex Kane's mystery partner at Never Say Never. So you will have to wait to Saturday to find out who is bankrolling Boom IA, and we will find that out at MLW's pay-per-view. But you know what, Rob? <laughs> Uncle Bobby B himself 
has come up with a theory. That's right. He has connected the dots in a way that Joe Dombrowski may have not. Uncle Bobby, go ahead and lay out your theory well, for the people. Just based on, you know, some of what we saw tonight with uh, Mr. St. Laurent kind of allying himself with Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh-huh. And, and turning on Microman, could it be that Monsieur St. Laurent was taking all of those funds, all those proceeds and profits from Microman and funneling them through to the Boumaye Fight Club? Is he the man behind the scenes? And has Microman been inadvertently and unknowingly funding the Boumaye Fight Club? It would be interesting. There's a lot of history with Alex and Davey, and it's not good history, but it could be that. I, I mean, Davey Boy fits the archetype of, of a member of the Boumaier Fight Club. Like, he's a fighter. He's a wrestler. You know what I mean? He's a, he's, he could, he's a catch wrestler. Like, he, he fits the mold. There's that personal history there, but if they overcome that, uh, that, that could be what we were looking at. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's Queen Latifah. Who knows? It's not. She's already been ruled out as a suspect. You don't know that. I don't, but through the expose, she was. But you know what? Mind blown. It's quite the theory. In fact, this would also get Alex Kane back in the Opera Cup if Never Say Never does not go his way. And Davey Boy Smith does in does join Bumai Fight Club. And he steps aside. Another member of the same faction can fill his spot. And Court Bauer in the minds of MLW would have no leg to stand on. Because they banned Alex Kane. But they did not ban Bumaye Fight Club. So that's a potential too as well. I mean, you know, you've spin quite the web, if I may say well, so. Well, I didn't spin it. I I believe it's been spun by by minds better than mine, but I you brought may it. have identified it. You, possibly. you brought it forward. We will definitely see that on Saturday. Don't forget, guys, 5 plus, 7.99, 8 p.m. start. You cannot beat the price for that. You cannot. And you get all kinds of great content, not just MLW. Uh, okay, here we go. SGC. Rematch. Um the whiteboard. The game plan. Yeah, the game plan was on a whiteboard. <laughs> and Mance Warner drawing what looks to be a table and the word gold. And Manders and Matt Justice trying to figure out exactly what the game plan was. And Mance said, I went to art school, I can draw. The game plan is we put the SST through a table and we get the gold. That's right. We get the gold. That's the game plan. And then Matt Justice goes ahead and writes SGC over top of Mance's artwork to say he also went to art school, but really much he just proves he went to school because he just wrote three letters of the alphabet over the table drawing. It's a funny skit. It was. It's always funny. It's always SGC is always a good time. We also get an update on Taya Valkyrie for the vicious attack last week on Dalmi Exo. She has officially been... Suspended and fined Taya Valkyrie off MLW TV. Surprise, surprise. That's the way they wrote her off. They gave her a little coup de gras, if you will, and then sent her off into the sunset. She might be back someday. You never know. She might be back someday, but for right now, she's definitely got her sights in ROH and AEW and all the stuff she's doing over there. We wish Taya the best of luck in her future endeavors with the other organizations. Uh, back to the press conference. Still no hammer. And if he doesn't show up, man, he could be, you know, he could get a fine. MLW's not playing around. He can get a joining Ty Valkyrie. He'll be joining Ty Valkyrie. Suspended list. Exactly. And now we get uh, featherweight action. Billy Starks. That's right. The prodigy herself is returning to MLW to face the calling's newest addition, Mandy Leone. Uh, But before the match, we get a calling promo asking for Fatu to either join the calling or answer Ricky Shane Page's challenge for the openweight title. And as I mentioned earlier on in the show, 
The calling wants more gold. They want more gold. They want all the gold, to be honest with you. Minus Hammer's uh, heavyweight title right now, but they want every other title they can get their hands on. So they're eyeing the open weight. They have a chance to get the tag titles on Saturday. And they definitely, putting Manny Leone in the mix for the featherweight, definitely adds another element where they could literally be the belt collectors of MLW right now. What did you think about this promo before we get into the uh, match between Billy and Mandy? What did you think about this promo? What did you think about how interesting is it that they were actually telling Jacob Batu to answer the calling and join the calling? Uh, that's not going to happen. But yeah, you know, they, they had to try. Mm. Better better to fight with you than against you. But Batu is not going to be joining. He's, he had his time with Contra. He's, he's not going to be joining these guys anytime soon. Uh, it, it, it'll be... They'll be fighting. They'll be a fight. They'll be a fight. Okay. There'll be a fight. Bobby B said it as he monopoly mustaches himself. Bobby B has definitely said it. Now back to the match. Mandy, she's out with the qualling. Qualling. The qualling. And it's a squash match. Straight up. She does a wicked German on Billy right out the gate that pretty much does anything. And then an inverted apron, uh, neck breaker, if you will, right on the ring apron, which sends Billy Starks reeling. Then she hits the trademark Raven DDT. And for the one, the two, the three. And another victim is claimed by the calling. Billy Starks gets the car dropped on her uh, not moving uh, body as she lays at the center of the ring. And that's that. So definitely the featherweight uh, division being put on notice that Manny Leone is not stopping until she can get her hands on that title and who's ever wearing it at the time that she gets her hands on that title. Finally, Hammer arrives to the press conference and he clears out the media. So they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. And he tells all of them to get out get out he's angry cuts a promo for mlw cameras only he's angry he's been a champ in mlw for four years between his net open weight title run and his heavyweight title run yeah he's not a placeholder alex kane last week called him a placeholder he said that him and kane have traveled the same journeys both open weight titles but kane you know didn't hold it as long as hammer did but he digresses both battle riot winners but Hammer did it alone. Kane did it with a whole bunch of other individuals. But he digresses. Heavyweight champ. And will continue to be the heavyweight champ after Saturday. But he digresses. He's not a placeholder. He's not holding the spot. Kane will find that out. And never say never. What did you think about Manny Leone and, and Billy Starks' match? The rather squash on Billy. And also, what do you think about Hammer's promo? Well, it was a good way to build up uh, Mandy. Because Billy's... Not exactly a nobody by mm. any means. Uh, so, you know, a win over Billy Starks is, is a pretty good thing to have in your repertoire. She's a big up-and-comer. So, you know, continuing to build Mandy Leon to obviously an eventual challenge at the Featherweight Championship. I think you're kind of on point with what you said earlier that they're going to become the belt collectors of MLW. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that was a great, great promo from Hammer. I really liked the the build-up with the, the digress I digress. I digress. And then the last one was more soft. I digress. It was like that anti-climactic finish after he popped in the in the middle. So I, I really like that promo from Hammer. That was very uh, uh, intense and uh, convict said with conviction. So it gets you hyped for Saturday. Yeah. Did yeah. exactly what it was supposed to do. Absolutely. Perfect. And now we get a Never Say Never update to run through the entire match card. So we know it's Kane versus Hammer for the heavyweight championship. We know uh, Jacob Fatu is going to put his open weight title on the line against Calvin Tankman. That'll be a banger. Delmi versus Ava Everett in a title versus title match. That's right. The featherweight championship versus the X. WXW. WXW. Thank you. 
I was going to say X division for some reason. The WXW Women's Championship. Uh, SST versus the Calling and the fans bring the weapons match. Thatcher versus Williams in just a burner of a match that will be. And Rob's favorite girl, Becca, will make all of our ears bleed live. And never say never. How dare you? She has the voice of an angel. If angels were deaf. No, Becca is an incredible. You just don't appreciate. She's like she's like some of those classic artists. You listen to pop. You listen appreciated punk. in their time. Okay, I listen to everything. How dare you, pigeonhole? <laughs> wow, you got so. How dare? Say it again with conviction. How dare you? But I, I pigeonhole I, I, me. I listen to everything, but I digress. I digress. Speaking of digressing, let's digress to a Kane promo, a rebuttal, if you will, from the head of Bumaye. You're 32, but you don't look a day over 70. Burn. This is a wrestling company, not a bodybuilding company. Your broid boy. That's right. Alex Kane's promo was 15 seconds shorter than Hammer, and he hit everything right out the gate. Alex Kane has just been fired. To see this kid come into his own, from what we talked about last week to being or last week from his progressing to being drafted into MLW from him you know he should have been the first overall pick because where's the first overall pick now no longer wrestling but i digress alex kane is the growth of prof- of of a professional wrestler is outstanding it's absolutely outstanding and i do believe that we may see a new champion come saturday and it may be the start of the Bumaye era in MLW in terms of being the top pyramid the champion. The Boomai era. The Boomai era. I like that. The Boomai era. All right, it's time for the main event. SGC versus the SST for the tag titles. Chaos reigned. Okay, we had chairs. We had ladders. We had Lance going through a ladder after being jabbed by Mance Warner on top of another ladder. We had Mander sprawled out on the table. Juicy climbing up to the top rope to get hit five or six times with a chair then Mance Warner tries to put a sleeper hold on Juicy, but to have no avail with the additional weight of Mance Warner on Juicy's back. He went through that table, through Manders, for the one, the two, the three, and the SST retained. But they didn't get to celebrate. I'll get into that right after Rob gives us his opinions on the match. Uh, this was a fun match. Like, I really liked it. These kind of matches can be hit and miss. Sometimes it's just a clusterfuck and it's a bit of a spot fest and it's kind of like, all right, it's fun, but whatever. This was really good. Like this is SGC's preferred style. Like they like to work like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever seen any of their other stuff, you know, and this was just really like, I, I smiled when I was watching this match. I was just sitting there smiling because I was enjoying the hell out of this wrestling match. Watch these guys beat the hell out of each other. Uh, didn't see too many unprotected shots that anyone take. Everyone's, Everyone seemed to be protecting themselves real well, which is nice to see. Don't kill yourselves for us, guys. We love y'all. We want to see y'all grow old. So, you know, don't take those headshots. They're unnecessary. Uh, this was fantastic and enjoyable. The whole, every match on the card tonight was fantastic and enjoyable. Even the squash match on Billy Starks, which, like you said, builds up Manny Leone in the complete upward direction. Uh, but like I was saying, the SST did not get to celebrate their victory because the calling came out. It was an all-out brawl. The gas mask goons were out. Delirious was out. Ricky, Akira, Mandalion, and Raven were at, perched up at the top of the uh, entrance. And it was just an all-out brawl. But I will say this. The SST and the STC did fight off for a bit before the brawl carried all the way to the back. And we went off the air. The only person pretty much left standing in the ring was Juicy. 
as Lance and the SGC were outside the ring trying to curb this Matt Justice even came out as well to try to curb all of it, but to have no avail. So, I mean, this is just a streamlined right to Saturday, a perfect build. All the stories are pretty much at their peak, and we're going to see an end to all these storylines and the starting of some new storylines, which is a great way to kind of prepare for a pay-per-view and into the next rough shot of tapings after the pay-per-view. And and I will say, like, looking at some other companies right now, there's, I, I think that art of leaving you wanting more and leaving you on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. has really kind of been lost because just in the, the society we live in, everything's now, 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 now. We don't want to wait a month, two months, three months, a year for a storyline to pan out or an announcement to be made or something to be revealed. We're going to, it's going to be revealed an hour later on the same show. Like, I love what MLW is doing here, making us, who's behind Boumaye, who's behind Boumaye, building it up. Stuff like that is great to see. It's one of the things that sets the league apart from other places. Absolutely. And one thing we've learned from today, or at least I've learned from today, Queen Latifah is not bankrolling the boom. I'll tell you, though, like, no joke. I'm not even trying to be clever here. You put Queen Latifah and Alex Kane on a mic together, and I bet you they would spit some fire. Like, promos, the two of them together, be amazing. I could concur. All right, before we say our goodbyes, let's go to Rob's segment that he created and sometimes seems to forget. Are we doing that still? We are still doing that. Do you have somebody in mind? I do have. So I always have somebody in mind. We didn't do it last week because it was kind of a rush. But this week, I believe we have somebody in mind. I have somebody in mind. Do you have someone in mind? I can't remember who I said last who week. Who I have in mind may surprise you. Really? Because I'm not uh, a big fan of this individual, but I do appreciate his work. I don't appreciate him, say, as a person. But I do appreciate his work. Well, that's a hell of a preface. I guess that's true. You can not like somebody as a person. But I can like their in-ring ability. That's true. Evan Greenaway. There you go. Evan Greenaway. Solid worker. Great in-ring work. I think he would fit really well into the mix of the middleweight slash heavyweight division. He could kind of cross between both. He's got agility. He's high flyer. But like I said, personal differences aside, he's, he's, good. he's a good worker. Uh, from what I've seen, yeah, he looks like a really good base. Uh, he can definitely go. I've seen him hit hard. I, I like his gear too. It's very like uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Dragon Ball Z, Power Rangers inspired looking kind of stuff. Uh, definitely dig it, man. Now you put me on the spot and I didn't come prepared again. You should always come prepared. Well, I, I guess I should. Always I mean, this was your concept. All right. I'm throwing one out there. <clears throat> Gabriel Fuerza. We already did him. No, I know we did. But but speaking of Gabriel Fuerza, I'd just like to throw this out there. He had a match on Warrior Wrestling against El Hijo del Vikingo and MLW alumni Gringo Loco. And Banger. He, yeah. Banger. He, he lit up the Warrior Wrestling Twitter afterwards. Uh, I, I definitely think MLW should get him out there for some dates. Like he's so good. He showed he's shown he's shown brightly against two of the best luchadors around, and I think that says something. And him. found found a way to shine shine brightly above the two of them, which is yeah. hard to do. He, he, when Vikingo was hands down one of the best in ring performers out there right now. Yeah, he he's our boy, and we're super proud of him for. Well, he's your boy. He's my best friend. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. My best. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to throw out another, obviously, local Toronto person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a veteran. He can work a variety of different styles. Very clean worker. Uh, not heard too many promos from him. He's more of a silent type. But I'm going with Shane Sabre on this one. Oh, okay. Good. Good. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So there you go. Shout out to the ones that MLW should watch. Evan Greenaway, Shane Sabre. 
next week, hopefully, Uncle Bobby B will come prepared for his segment I'm that come, he created. Bro, I'm not even prepared to face each new day. Okay. All right. <laughs> super somber. Super somber way to end the episode. But that's it. This one's in the can. We rewound it back. We hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you enjoy Never Say Never, July 8th. Fight Plus, seven ninety nine. Get all great content. I believe even Warrior Wrestling is on there, so you can check out this match that we're talking about and see El Diablo live in action. You also see some of the Ontario greats because a lot of them are on Fight. Uh, yeah, and, you know, tune in. We're going to be doing a recap, review, rewind for Never Say Never. That's right, and we'll be doing it uh, either immediately after Never Say Never or the Sunday after Never Say Never. It depends on Uncle Bobby's schedule. He's, he's a busy man. I am I'm busy. I'm in I'm in a band. Check out my band, the Dominion. <laughs> we are awesome. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you next week. Adios.